everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. We are coming up on Valentine's Day. We are at Friday, February 9th, and today I'm going to tackle the really fun topic of feminism. Wow. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. So we talked about on Wednesday a little bit, uh, week five of the Bible study, who is Jesus? We we're talking about Jesus being the son of God. And today I really want to uh, to take something that we also talked about, which was the ridiculous position of the Episcopal Church in deciding to remove uh, gender specific pronouns from the Bible. In other words, God's you know, God's not our father anymore. He's our father and mother. All this ridiculous, this ridiculousness, part of really a push toward liberal theology and feminism. And I get asked a lot about feminism over here. And you guys have heard me talk about the patriarchy movement in homeschooling. And I'm going to try to, in the few minutes that we have today, make a couple of statements that I hope you'll at least think about. Um, first of all, we're going to talk about feminism. I want to just really be crystal clear with you that uh, that I don't consider myself to be a feminist the way that feminists currently consider themselves to be. Um, I, I would never say, in fact, I'm embarrassed. I will say I'm embarrassed by the feminist movement as it is today. It changes over the years. Um, right now, the feminist movement really stands for a woman's right to murder her unborn baby. It stands for uh, lesbianism and the right for women to marry other women. It stands for freedom from traditional gender roles in marriage, and it rejects God ultimately as our authority in life. It's also, and this is a really sad component of it, but it's true, uh, feminism today, really, they're asking for a complete liberation from sexual boundaries and morals. And yet, I see so many Christian women claiming to be feminists. Uh, The average American, if you ask them, would agree that most feminists strongly stand for everything that I just said. And I'm thinking, this we got some serious anti-biblical thinking Going on. So, if you currently claim to be a feminist, I'm just going to encourage you uh, to listen. But, you know, before you turn the podcast off, hear me out (laughs) Uh, because I'm not anti woman. And my husband and I were just talking about this. Uh, Should women be getting uh, paid for the jobs that they do? Should we be getting equal pay for equal work? Absolutely. Should women be able to vote? Absolutely. Should we have to cover our heads in public? Come on, you guys. You know, I mean, uh, women really have. a lot to be thankful for. Continue, you know, especially if we're going to, you know, I don't, okay, this, it always is astounding to me. Where are the feminists? Why are they not uh, marching in uh, opposition to what's happening to women who are truly being uh, violated and truly being oppressed in places like uh, Sudan and Iraq and Iran and uh, all, all over in the Eastern uh, world, in the Middle East? Uh, we don't see that. We see them here marching in, uh, marching around on the street with maxi pads on their head and plastering things to the wall in Washington, D.C. that embarrass me as a woman, quite frankly. And it's hard for us, I think, as women who really, we are pro-women. You know, I want to encourage women, get out there. If God's given you a dream, uh, chase after it. But what we don't want to do is walk away from what God says is important, what God says uh, about us as women, about our roles in marriage and about our role in the culture, God has given a tremendous responsibility, tremendous responsibility, even in marriage. I keep, you know, I hear women, we talked about this in Dayton just a little bit, who reject the idea that the husband is the head of the home, but God said he is the head of the man. The man is the head 
of the woman. And this is not uh, to be abused like what we saw happen in the patriarchy movement, particularly in homeschooling. You don't believe me? Just Google it. Insanity. It's like the the uh, it's like the Christian version of Islam in the way that they treated women and the way that they. I heard them say. I heard so many people say to me, "Oh, we don't believe that girls should get an education. We don't believe girls should go to college." That I, I'm almost speechless still at the thought. That's not in the Bible at all. But here's the thing, and this is kind of hard sometimes. I think uh, for us to articulate in a way that doesn't cause problems among other women, but as a Christian woman. Uh, you can't agree 100% with God's word and agree 100% with feminism at the same time. They just don't mix in most areas. And in fact, uh, if we threw all the feminist ideologies into the same pot, uh, into the same, uh, into the same pot, the Bible would strongly oppose 99% of it. I want you to think about that for a minute, about what feminism is standing for today. I found a, a fantastic article, and I'm going to link back to it today. In fact, I'm uh, reading some of it. I'm quoting to you from it at a, at a website called Girl Defined, and they're talking about feminism. I'm not here to vouch for anything else that I see on their website because, frankly, I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar uh, with this website. But this one article, I was like, bam, right on. And I'm going to quote here. They said, "At its root, feminism is built upon a foundation completely devoid of God." The feminist movement is woven with the same sin as Satan committed in the beginning. A rebellious heart that privately says, I don't need you, God. Thanks, but I'll do things my way. And when we reject God's created order and purposes for our lives as women, we will not find the happiness that we are seeking. We will not find fulfillment. We will not find the peace that we're looking for. Why? Because as C.S. Lewis says, God cannot give us happiness and peace apart from himself because it is not there. There is no such thing. A secular study published in the UK Daily Mail confirmed this fact as well in saying, quote, women are less happy nowadays despite 40 years of feminism. Despite having more opportunities than ever before, they have a lower sense of well-being and life satisfaction. Why? Because we're straying from God's created order. Feminism has never offered a solution that the Bible hasn't already taken care of. I'm going to say that again. You should write that down. Feminism has never offered a solution that the Bible hasn't already provided for and taken care of. Like I've said many times uh, on the podcast, the Bible is relevant to your life right now. It has the answers that we need. And in Christ, men and women find fulfillment and worth and value and purpose. It's not going to be found in uh, in marching down the streets uh, with a pink hat on your head. It's certainly not going to be found in an abortion clinic. Anytime we walk away from what God says is good and right, we suffer. And that's that's the result of sin. And we were talking about this in Dayton, one of the things, and I'll come back next week and we can talk about this a little bit more. But women, there is a blessing in obedience. When we follow God's created order and purposes for our lives as women, not only do we find happiness, but we find peace. Uh, someone said to me on an airplane not that long ago, he said, wow, you know, you, uh, you, you're a Christian woman, you know, he, like as shocked as if I would believe, you know, he said, don't you feel, you know, oppressed and repressed? And I was like, no, I actually, I feel free because I know who I am in Christ. I know who I am. I know that I'm loved. I know that I'm going to heaven. 
I know that God's given me tremendous responsibility uh, to train my children. I know that God says I'm valuable to him. And God already says we're equally valuable with men. No, Not once in the Bible does God say that men and women are not of equal value. We have different roles to play. Men and women are different. No matter what you hear liberal progressive theologians say today, we are different. God created us different. And we don't need to become feminists in order to promote uh, this this idea that we're equally valuable. What we do need is to lovingly show the women around us how valuable and precious they are to God. To re-embrace God's design for marriage, for family, for dignity of life, and for human sexuality. In other words, we need to repent of our pride and accept God's word as the authority in our lives. And until we do that, we're going to continue to see things like what we're seeing happen in the Episcopal in the Episcopal Church. I just saw an article the other day uh, that that was uh, offering a story of, and I'm going to say so-called because I can't even I don't even believe that they're priests or pastors who were going through a late term abortion clinic and blessing what happened there. What is wrong with this picture? The Bible is clear. There are many false teachers in the world today. There are many false teachers in the world. And re- and at, at its root, um, most feminists aren't really that stoked on God's design for gender. They're not. They don't like the idea of a man being dubbed as the leader. They don't like the idea of him being uh, the initiator and the provider. They don't like the idea that Eve was created to be a helper to Adam. We just don't like it. And so in our not liking it, we've decided we're going to not only, uh, we're not we're not only going to reject it, we're going to put ourselves in that place. And I just want to know, how's that working for us? If feminism is what I think it is, then it's rejected God as the ultimate authority for life and instead placing women on the throne. The God of feminism pridefully says, I know better than God, and I will live out my womanhood how I think is best. You know, Jay and I, uh, on our way to Dayton the other day, uh, walking through the airport, and I saw a woman, do you remember this, honey? I said, or did, maybe you didn't see her. I saw a woman walking uh, toward us as we were heading toward the gate, and uh, she had a shirt on that says that the, the future is feminine. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I wanted to just go, lady, if the future is feminine, there will be no future because you have to have a man to procreate. Hate to break it to you, but if you want to have more women, you got to have more men. It's just like, the future is feminine? What is going on? So in addition to not liking God's design for gender, equality feminism stands for far more than the friendly name suggests. So if you do a little homework on this, and I just want to encourage you, go for it, you're going to discover how many other, quote, women's rights uh, issues equality feminism promotes. And they're all the ones I named for you before. The women's rights that we're fighting for are the right to murder our unborn, the right to uh, live in homosexuality for women to marry women. We're fighting for freedom from traditional gender roles in marriage, and we're fighting to reject God as the ultimate authority in our life. That's what we're fighting for as feminists today. And I just want to encourage you, you women, you are so loved. You, God loves you. He sees you as equally valuable from the beginning of time. God stated that God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created him. It, it does not read that God created him male and female, and the female was not of great value, but the guy was right at the top of God's list. No, equally valued humans. 
equally valuable. We were created by God to be equal, and God gave us different roles, and that's okay. God didn't design us to be. Aren't you glad that we're not the same? I often, I mean, well, I'm not going to go there today, but there's a whole bunch of reasons why I'm glad that my husband and I are different. We weren't designed to do the same things. He created one of us male and one of us female. We have differing roles and differing uh, differing jobs, different differing abilities. And like I've said before uh, to audiences all around the world, when when the two of you come together in marriage and God brings you two together, it's like one or two empowers, activate. All the gifts that God has given men and a man and all the gifts that God has given a woman, when we come together in marriage, it is a beautiful thing. God created us different with different genders on purpose for a purpose. God did that. And so I am 100% pro-woman, 100% to say that men and women are equal, and that's good. But we're different, and that's good also. When we learn to see God, or when we learn to see ourselves the way that God sees us, we find our worth is different. Listen, I, I said this in Dayton. I'm going to end the podcast with this today, and I hope it encourages some of you. We live in a, in a culture right now that is very quick to put labels on people. If you are for God's uh, definition of marriage, if you believe like God says is true, that marriage is between a man and a woman, you're going to be labeled a homophobe and a bigot. If you believe that there are, there is only, there are two genders apart from uh, chromosomal abnormalities, if you believe, yes, God's word is true. He created us male and female for this reason. A man leaves his father and his mother and is united to his wife and the two are one flesh. If you believe that, they're going to call you transphobic. You're going to be labeled uh, by people for many different things. But the moment you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the moment you say, Father, not my way, but yours, please forgive me for my sin. Help me to walk in your ways and your word and experience your blessing and your power and your victory. The Lord of heaven's armies, the creator of the universe, the creator of male and female labels you. You wear the label redeemed. And when he labels you, no one can relabel you. God has a beautiful design for male and female. And I would love to see, I want to see my daughters embrace it. I want them to see themselves as beautiful. I want them to see themselves as loved, as equal to every man they'll ever meet. But I also want them to see themselves as God sees them and to embrace their femininity. All right. So if you guys are uh, struggling with this today, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, podcast at thebusymom.com. I hope that you'll join me. Share this podcast uh, with your friends. I hope you'll join me over at momstronginternational.com. We are currently studying uh, chapter six of, of John, but you can jump over anytime you want to. There is a scripture writing challenge for you that's free over there. We've migrated it from my blog, HeidiStJohn.com, and from uh, the podcast over to MomStrong International. So you just need to go to momstronginternational.com. You can sign in, sign up for the scripture writing challenge, and you can subscribe to follow along with me as I take you through God's word week after week after week. There is a blessing, women, in knowing and following the word of God. And I am excited for you to find it and to live in that blessing. So thanks for listening, everybody, today. On Friday, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking to you here on Monday, where we're going to be addressing a kind of interesting question that came from a listener recently. So uh, come back on Monday for Mailbox Monday. And until I see you then, have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for listening, everybody. 
For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.